Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Let's talk about top wedding day regrets. Now, before we launch into this, if you are not in a headspace to like hear some of these regrets, or if you're already feeling anxious or nervous about it, like I promise I'm gonna spin this in such a way that makes you feel better, okay? So if you wanna stick through it, you can. But feel free to click away from this video if you just feel like it's gonna be too much for your current headspace, because planning's a lot. Planning's very stressful. But I do think that there's a lot of prudence to like listening to people who just went through this, what their experiences were, and what they regret. So maybe it can help you to alter your course or make some different decisions just using the wisdom of those who have gone right before you. News break. (laughs) Weddings cost money. Sometimes like a lot of money. And I want you to spend your money wisely and invest it into what truly matters to you. So let's make your budget together. Visit weddingbudgetquiz.com now and I will help you craft the perfect budget for free. Free night free. So I put out a call to action to my Facebook group, which is like literally the best Facebook group of all time. If you are not involved, get in there. It's like over 30,000 engaged people who are balling on a budget, just like supporting each other. It's glorious. And I'm in there every single week asking you questions, loving to hear your feedback. It's such a great place for me to connect with you guys. So be sure to check that out. So we went to this group and we're like, all right, tell me, what are what are your regrets? And just like came pouring in. And I was not surprised in the slightest that there was a general theme to a lot of these regrets. In fact, there was a top five that were super consistent in the comments across the board. So without further ado, the top five wedding day regrets. And these of course are listed in no particular order. We're just kind of tossing them all out there. But the first regret that I noticed consistently across the board was not having enough food. Let me go ahead and read a few of these. Not having a charcuterie board when getting ready first thing. It came at noon and we had already sent people out for donuts. Here's another one. Not eating more throughout the day and having food for when we went back to the hotel. We ate plenty at dinner. I wish I had had more room to eat dinner because it was so delicious, but I was starving after the ceremony due to not eating lunch before due to nerves. Also, after the reception, I was starving and we only had leftover desserts in our hotel room and we didn't want to leave to grab food. I just wish I had planned better about having food available throughout the day and not just dinner. And here's another one. (laughs) Wish we'd arranged for food the morning of. I thought I'd have time to grab something, but went so quickly and issues popped up. She goes on to say, wish the timeline was stuck to better and wish we took a few minutes for just us. Foreshadowing? Yeah. Second most common regret is not hiring a videographer. I cannot tell you how many comments we received on this thread that literally just said not hiring a videographer. There wasn't a whole lot that they added to those comments, so obviously this one's a little brief. And we literally talked about this in stories yesterday on Q&A Monday over on Instagram. I know this is a really, really hard price point for so many people. So if you are on the fence about getting a videographer or things are a little bit tight, last I checked, we have an amazing code with Lily and Lime, which is practically a national photography and videography company. Using code Jamie200 will get you $200 off each year photography and your videography, and they're already really, really well-priced. Seeing that it's such a big regret for so many people, but it's also a high price point, I know it makes it really difficult. So hopefully 200 bucks off will make it a little bit easier. Top wedding regret number three is photography. First comment says, not hiring a better photographer, more experience with indoor settings and lighting, even 
if for less hours. Day of coordinator would have been helpful too with some timeline stuff and handling setting up that morning. Me and my maid of honor had to set up instead of enjoying the morning while my daughter and mom got their hair done and maid of honor had to go turn on the LED candles last minute. Another person just commented, should have hired a different photographer for the wedding. This one got me. This one got me good. Not following my mom's advice and getting an actual photographer. Frienders are cool when they actually do what they provided as their primary employment. I have an entire video about frienders. If you are in a similar situation where you're hiring a family member or a friend to fulfill a normally professionally done service, you gotta go watch, drop everything you are doing and go watch that right now. Because this is a regret. This is something that someone would look back on and go, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I made that choice. I was just trying to save money, go with a friend, thinking that this would be a really good idea. And we do see that as kind of a consistent regret across the board when people hire frienders in certain capacities that really have a strong effect on their day. Okay, and there was a few of this one. Not having a list for my photographer's specific photos. I really wish he got some that he had no way of knowing I'd want. This is one of those things that I personally feel like photographers should ask for. They should ask for a list of photos and I know so many do, they're great about it because they really wanna know what you want. But if you find that your photographer is not doing that, I highly recommend you put together a shot list. It doesn't have to be perfectly adhered to, but if there are some moments that you really, really, really wanna capture, you have to make sure that you communicate that. Cause like this one commenter said, there's no way that her photographer could have known what was inside her head. You have to get that out sooner. And then this last comment I absolutely love and I hope a lot of you can take this to heart and apply this to your day not taking more selfies and relying too much on professional photography. While my photographer was amazing, I wish I had more pictures of me with my nieces and family. Abso-stinking-lutely. This is one thing that I actually love. It's called a social media minute. During your ceremony, so many people are doing unplugged ceremonies these days, which is completely understandable. No one wants a cell phone in the way of the photographer that they spent, you know, two to five grand on. It's just not, it's not cute. Like, no, it's hard to edit out Aunt Susie's phone when she like shoves it in front of the lens. So in an unplugged ceremony like this, Typically, I'd recommend having signage, but so many people kind of ignore those these days. So in addition to that, having your officiant come out before the ceremony even starts and reminding people that you want to have an unplugged ceremony. But also at this time, your officiant can let all of the guests know, hey, by the way, we're gonna have something called a social media minute later where you will be able to get a photo of the couple. So don't worry, but until then, please keep your phones away. What a great opportunity to be like reinforcing, like absolutely not, but then giving Aunt Susie an opportunity to take all the photos that she wants in one minute. So then once you've gone through typically the entirety of your ceremony, your officiant will then cue everybody to take a photo, like to get up, grab their phones, take photos. I, I've even seen an officiant grab their phone and take a selfie from the altar looking backwards with everyone in it, super cute. That was like a really, really lengthy explanation, but I love that idea so much. I wish more people did that. In addition to that, assign one person in your wedding party to take all the photos. Like you have that one, you have that one friend who's like always posting to their stories <laughs> or takes a bunch of photos assign someone that duty because once you are done with your wedding day, it's going to be a while until you see some of those photos back. Even some sneak peeks can take a while. Um, it's also a great contingency if something does happen with photography or if some photos are missed, you do have all of those to look back on. The first few days after your wedding, you're really going to want to kind of keep reliving that. So if you have someone take a bunch of photos, even if it's just on their cell phone, it kind of keeps that high going for a few days and really fulfills that need to relive those moments over and over again. That was a, that was a super long explanation, but hopefully that helps some of you. Most common regret Number four is not having time. Like this one was so huge and so prevalent in a lot of different ways. The first comment says, not having enough time in the morning to relax. Felt like it went from hair to makeup to the ceremony. And there was a further comments below that said that hair and makeup for her started at 10 and her ceremony was at one. That is a super tight time frame. Regardless of the size of your wedding party, that's really hard to kind of pack all those things in there. 
get your face done, get your hair done, get all the photos. That would feel very go, go, go. In my opinion, if you're going to have an earlier ceremony start time, make sure your hair and makeup starts with plenty of time for it to feel leisurely. We don't want you rushing through that process at all. It seems to me like a hair and makeup timeline would have benefited this situation a whole lot. The next comment says, not taking more time for ourselves. We spent a lot of time trying to talk to everyone instead of enjoying each other. This was 100% my wedding. <laughs> my husband was like, I gotta talk to everybody and just like, Pff. and I'm the more extroverted one. And so he just, he felt like he had to talk to everyone and we didn't even really get a chance to hang out or dance together. So I totally understand this regret. I blame him though. It was all his fault. <laughs> It's 100% his fault. But if you can find certain time slots throughout the day to spend some dedicated time to one another, if you can work that into your timeline, that's gonna drastically change what your experience is like that day. Next comment says, not intervening sooner when I realized my makeup artist was running behind. It made us late to the venue, which meant more pictures during cocktail hour and not getting some of the pics I wanted. Also not having slash communicating a plan for cleanup after. Somebody put decor in a bridesmaid's car and it ended up 300 miles away. So obviously there's like a secondary regret to that. But we do sometimes see hair and makeup run behind. Not the artists themselves necessarily. But when you have a bunch of people getting ready in the morning, sometimes it can be really hard to like get people moving, get them into the chairs. Sometimes a lot of hiccups can happen during this time frame. Again, this is where it's super beneficial to have a timeline and have someone monitoring it for you to making sure that you're staying on time. In a moment like this where you're like, hey, makeup's gonna be late, let's start doing something else. Ah, my camera's dying. I'm gonna come back at a different angle, shoot. <laughs> All right, that's not that far off, we're good, okay. Uh, and then the last comment was rushing through getting ready and forgetting all of my jewelry. Again, pacing is so important here. Missing out on some of these opportunities because things were too rushed, because someone wasn't paying attention to the clock on your behalf, or maybe you didn't have a really good timeline done. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath you are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step -step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step -step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. So many of these issues and concerns could have been fixed with a proper timeline. And then by far the most common wedding day regret. Number five is not hiring a coordinator. I will be totally honest. I did not go out of my way to like find these comments. It just happened this way. <laughs> I know the power of what we do. I'm aware of that. Not having a coordinator on my wedding day is one of my biggest wedding day regrets. So I completely understand where a lot of these people are coming from. So let's go ahead and see what a couple of them said. Comment number one, not paying for a day of wedding coordinator. Overall, it was fine with that one, but it would have definitely limited some slip ups and avoided running late at certain points. So obviously this, it went fine, but it was a big enough regret for them to leave a comment to be like, I probably would have done it differently in the future. This commenter says, my daughter just got married. My one regret was not getting a planner or day of coordinator. I did all the planning and hired a few friends to help with setup day of, but if it weren't for them, I may have had a heart attack. Sweet mother, sweet mother. Like how intentional is that to step in and do all this for her? But then afterwards she's like, yeah, I regret that. Again, not budgeting for a day of coordinator. I love my wedding day, but it would have been a lot less stressed and some things would have worked out better if I had professional help. Next comment said, I just got married a few weeks ago and wish I would have hired a day of coordinator. Everything turned out amazing and I have amazing family and friends who help set everything up. However, it would have been much less stress for me if I had hired someone. It also would have helped with the beginning details of who needs to be where at what time, but at the end of the day, it all worked out fine. This was something I waited until the last minute to look into and then realized it was too much. I should have factored that into the budget sooner. Again, 
nothing's setting on fire, but it's still a regret of like, this was more stressful than it should have been, both for myself, for the timeline, and for my family and friends. And then the last one says, not having a coordinator with multiple exclamation points. I tried so hard to get my husband on board with adjusting our budget for a coordinator. He just wouldn't agree. Too little, too late. Same story. <laughs> We just spent an hour last night talking about our wedding and he kept saying how a coordinator would have helped with 98% of our issues. It's been a month since our wedding and so many mishaps still haunt me. I literally can't sleep at night sometimes thinking about it. Oh, sugar. But this is literally why I started my business because I went through my wedding day and afterwards I was like, nope. Well, one, like I loved, I loved planning it. I was like, let's do it again. And two, I looked at my day and I was like, I don't want anyone to experience that. Now, hiring a coordinator, as you can see for so many people, is just not in the budget or it's not factored in early enough. So I know this is a really difficult thing for so many of you. Don't panic. I actually have a list of wedding planners and coordinators that I have personally trained. Typically in the beginning when wedding planners and coordinators are just getting started, as so many of these incredible humans are, their prices tend to be a lot more palatable than someone who's been in the industry for like five plus years. So while these regrets are most assuredly common, yes, they're very easily avoided. With the food, make sure someone feeds you. Like make sure you have a plan for breakfast and for lunch. This is really important and it's not just for you, but it's for your wedding party and whoever's getting ready with you. For photography, be sure to vet your photographer. Ask for multiple galleries, full galleries for you to look at. If your wedding's indoor, make sure you see an indoor one, an outdoor one. Make sure you see a full range of what their offerings are before you move forward. And like we talked about earlier, assign a selfie person. Assign someone to just go take photos the entire day to share with you afterwards. Not having time, feeling rushed throughout your day. This is where a solid timeline comes into play. Not only will it help your morning go smoother, but it will make the rest of your day a seamless experience. If you have something solid to refer to for your wedding party, for yourself, for your vendors. And lastly, not having a coordinator. I know this is not in everyone's budgets, right? I'm a wedding planner and a coordinator. I, I recognize that this is a luxury to so many people, but that doesn't mean that you can't have planning guidance along the way. If you are not already a member of the master plan, I highly encourage you come join my group. It is literally where like I help you plan your wedding. You get access to the master plan course, which is a 10 module unit. It's got spreadsheets for things like your budget and your guest list. It's got PDFs for all of the questions you should be asking your vendors and the answers you should be looking for. Literally, it's everything I take my long-term planning clients through from start to finish, point A to wedding day. I also do live calls with you where you submit your questions and I get to answer them in real time in these group Zoom calls and they're absolutely incredible. It's literally the closest you can get to having a planner without me physically being there with you. It's literally only $29 a month, which is absolutely incredible. Jump in, try it out for a month, see if it works for you in your planning process. I cannot wait to see you guys in there. In addition to that, you'll probably wanna have a checklist, whether it's printed out or on your computer, and I just so happen to have the ultimate one ready for you. We pulled it from the master plan. So in case you're wondering how, how good it is in there, download this checklist. It literally takes you through every single step that you should be working on from 12 months out to your wedding day. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the master plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. <laughs> and until next time, bye guys.